Hello everybody and welcome back inside the Shark Tank for a special emergency pod. We've reconvened the podcast today uh, to discuss the breaking news that Sail Shark Inside Centre, England International, British and Irish line Manitou Alangi has re-signed with the club uh, on a two-year extension. Uh, I'm joined as always by my co-hosts Alex and James and let's go around the horn on this huge bit of news um alex you know what what were your first of all hello and second of all uh you know what were your uh, immediate thoughts to the news that Tuolangi is re-signed with sale also hello mate um oh in, immense news because i think the way we were potentially not gonna see him you know and and let's not forget we haven't i don't think he's ever played for us when there's been a crowd has he um so you know the fact that we're going to get two years of him um, in addition to that, in whatever capacity that may be, you know, incredibly, incredibly talented player, um, massively unlucky with his injury and generally through his career. So the fact that he's got the opportunity over the next two seasons to kind of contribute to the um, at the risk of sounding like, you know, a sort of uh, new wave Twitter rugby person, the journey that this club is on Um it's it's brilliant, and I think it brings a massive amount of experience and sort of you know final stage of competition level experience, especially that is going to be so valuable um, going down the line. So not only to have him as a, a squad name to be able to go and watch him play, uh, hopefully you know towards either the end of the season or the start of next season whenever he's back, um, and then you know go and do it for us in. In, on the European stage and hopefully in some some semi-finals and maybe even finals if we're lucky. Hugely exciting. Um, yeah, cannot cannot wait uh, to see more of him. So well done to the club for signing him up and, and fair play to Manu as well for, for kind of, you know, showing us a bit of uh, loyalty in return, which I don't think any of us would have begrudged him going to France or Japan and, and making his money. So, um, yeah, awesome, awesome news. James, I mean, yeah, same same question to you. What were, what were your immediate thoughts uh, when the news first broke this morning? Not not that surprised, really, um, because, you know, I think he, he'll want to go to the next World Cup. And if you want to do that, you've got to play for an English club. Um, and I don't think he'd be wanting just to recycle through and go to a third club. Um, you know, and if, if, if the relationship's broken at Leicester, then, you know, sale is the obvious is the obvious thing. You know, he's just shipped his life to... Manchester does he really want to be shipping it to you know Bath or wherever so I think there was just so much logic to it you know that I thought I thought it was going to happen and certainly when you started to see some of like Sanderson going on for a walk with him and having him out with him you know during training and things uh, it was laying the groundwork for that for that to happen other emotions pleased that I might have a chance to see him live in a sale jersey um you know and, and also that I just think that sale actually giving him an opportunity at 12 I do think is a bit transformational because at Leicester they played him at 13, 13, England 13, 13. We never played him at 12. And actually, if you look at the England team at the moment, our issue is at 12. Uh, and that's why Farrell, and it has been at 12 for a long time. And that's why you have to keep shipping Farrell to 12. Uh, to 12. And, and you know, having two Alangi in the team, he's a, he's a game changer. And we've seen that. Um, it's just the, 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 one, the one hope I have is that between Van Rensburg and Tuolangi, that if they're going to get injured, can you please just make sure it's not at the same time? That's that's just my one request for this squad moving forwards. 
I think, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Van Rensburg because I kind of want to get into what does this mean, the sale going forward, because obviously Tuolangi's pedigree is is unmatched, um, not just in the sales squad, but, but probably around the world. You know, he's one of the very few transformative superstars in, in the modern game. You ask Joe Bloggs on the street, can you name a rugby player? He's one of maybe a handful, you know, that, that come to mind. So for, from an off-the-field perspective, it's a huge coup. You know, you keep a, a, an English international, one of the most famous internationals. You've got another British and Irish line, assuming Tom Curry gets picked um, on, on this year's tour. It's huge for, for what the club can do off the field. And we've been robbed of that a little bit, given that, as Alex and, and James have said, uh, he's not played for the club when we've had fans. You know, just imagine, you know, the the excitement and the the, the anticipation that that's going to happen when he, you know, takes a drop pass off, uh, you know, AJ McGinty and starts charging into Worcester's defence or whatever. You know, there's there's certain elements there that would be robbed of. But Alex, you, you mentioned something really interesting, which is, you know, we, no one would begrudge him going to France, and there was this kind of prevailing thought that there was two options on the table. You know, he'd either stay in England. Uh, at least for another two years, um, so he can remain eligible for the 2023 World Cup. And he's 30 years old, so in 2023 he'll be he'll be 30, in his age 32, 33 season. So the timeline certainly match up. Or there was the idea that he'd go to France uh, or Japan or whatever and chase the big money, which, as, as you said, no one can kind of begrudge. So I get I guess my question for you here, Alex, is. Um, what, what, what does this mean from, from a sale kind of off the field perspective that we've been able to uh, retain his services when there must have been a huge law from Tuolangi to, to go somewhere, you know, get one last big contract and, and really kind of make sure that his physical health is, uh, is, is going to be protected because fundamentally there's a bit of a choice here that he said, I'm going to stay in England, I want to keep playing for England and the Lions, and I want to do it at sale. So what does that mean for the club from a, from an on and off field perspective? Well, I think it just speaks to kind of, we've, we've probably backed up what Dimes sold him when he first came in terms of, you know, we've got into the last stage of the Champions Cup, we're a solid place in the top four at the moment. Um, so, I think it's what's quite impressive is that he was definitely brought here by Diamond and convinced to come to Sale by Diamond and because of Dimes as opposed to because of Sale. Um, and I think it says quite a lot about Alex Sanderson as, as coming in and, and being able to still kind of convince him to stay um, and, and sell at where we are. But I, I do think, you know, when you look at everything we've done this season has been without Manu. So... What we, you know, the fact that we can then say to him, look, you know, historically we have this massive issue. We were fighting relegation and we couldn't attract signings because we weren't even going to be able to guarantee being in the Premiership, let alone being in the top six or whatever. So I think it says a lot about where we are as a club that we can attract his services. And I think it'll do massive amounts, you're right, for sort of marketing, for um, attendances, for just, you know, Everything like that to have that massive name for media coverage um, again hand in hand with Hans Anderson, you know it's it kind of speaks to where we want to be as a club, but also where we are. And you know when we get two years down the line, God, I hope he's playing in the Premiership final because his quality as a player utterly deserves it. And you just hope that he can 
take us to that level. And you know, we we've just had that semi uh, that quarter final in La Rochelle. How much difference would he have made? Not necessarily in his ball carrying and and you know what he's being paid to do, but just in his mental toughness and his mental ability. The guy's beaten New Zealand in the World Cup semi final. You know, um, to have that level of player on our books is is just incredible. And and I go back to think about where we were five years ago when you know we signed Danny Cipriani and Richie Gray because you know Richie Gray was sort of, you know, quite a big name, but Cipriani had been in Australia and, and that was, you know, the absolute peak and that was, God, we have got, you know, a bit of cash here. Um, but, you know, we were having to go to Moldova and sign tight head props. I just think it's a massively exciting time to be a sale fan and I think it sort of supports all the hype that we've had from the new ownership and Alex Anderson coming in as DOR. Um, I just hope we get to see him and, and watch him play because... Um, like I say, he deserves to be playing at the top level. What was really interesting is that we did this podcast basically a year ago when he when he first signed for the remainder of the nineteen twenty season and, and obviously the uh, the twenty twenty one season. You know, as it stands, he's, he's only played in uh, I think it is uh, seven matches for the club. You know, he's he's looked very good in those matches. Um, but obviously, you know, we, we've we've not really seen him kind of play a, a really consistent run of games, and, and that's been a hallmark really of, of Tulangi's career. And, and James, you know, I, the other thing that I really want to discuss here is is kind of what what knock on effect does Tulangi resigning have on the rest of the squad? Because it's very well known that Sale are near enough or, or at the salary cap. Tulangi is is not going to be cheap. Um, you know, we, we haven't been able to get him on a sweetheart deal like we have the Curries or whatever. You know, so he's going to take up a significant chunk, chunk of capital, potentially more than than, than he did when uh, when we first signed him, given that Leicester was still paying half his wages. I'm starting to look at this squad for 2021-2022. He's a big cog that's fallen into place. But, you know, do, do you do, does re-signing to Alangi restrict what we can do in the other problem areas of the team? And as an extension of that, what does this mean for Rohan van Rensburg's future at the club, given that he's also out of contract at the end of this season? Yeah, I mean, there's some really good questions there. And uh, there'll be passionate Sale fans, I'm sure, who will listen to this pod and be screaming at it. But the, there is a completely reasonable point of view to take, which is, well, Tulang is not very good value for money because he's always injured. Uh, van Rensburg isn't very good value for money because he's always injured. Um, and therefore, are we spending a lot of our salary cap on two players in the same position. Really, it's like like a job share, isn't it? But we're paying two salaries instead of one shared salary. So I think it's it's perfectly um it's perfectly reasonable to question that. You know, we obviously bought in Sam Hill, you know, lots of game time at Exeter playing at twelve, rotating with Devoto. Um and for whatever reason he's just not got going at sale um and isn't trusted to rotate in. You know, I don't think we see him as kind of an option who, you know, if Tulangi was injured and missed the semi-final of the Premiership, you know, um, we'd, we'd bring Sam Hill and be like, OK, well, that's just what happens. Because it's very rare that you do get your first choice team out onto the pitch during the, you know, at any game during the season. Lies of Saracens, Exeter, where even when they were winning their big competitions, they were out with, you know, one of their top players. So, you know, getting lewd onto the pitch, Tulangi and Van Rensburg, even, you know, it's unlikely. But then you've got to be confident with who you're subbing in. Are we confident about Sam Hill? If we were, and I think we should be, 
considering his pedigree and what he's come from, mid-20s, coming into his prime, English qualified. Really, if you were building a squad and Sam Hill hadn't already played for us, if basically we decided now, is let's just imagine that we hadn't already signed Sam Hill like nine months ago. If we announced we've re-signed Manu and we're going to we're going to let Van Rensburg's contract expire, right? And he's off to France. Um, and but we're signing Sam Hill. I think we'd do a bonus podcast saying it's probably quite good uh, management of the salary cap. I think that's what we'd say. The fact that we've had Sam Hill in and we yet to see him at his best make it a different kettle of fish. I think people would be very worried about losing Van Rensburg because he can bring X factor. But um, doesn't you know he he has we talk about his you know holding it in contact. We haven't seen him change a game for a little while. He's still got his leg heavily strapped. It looked like to me at La Rochelle, um, and wasn't really in the game. So I think there's a lot up for grabs there, especially when you consider that Conor Doherty had a run out at twelve and went really well. Um, you've got Luke James, who I think you know the sp- speed of his feet. I still think he could play in the centre at twelve or thirteen, especially if he's got a strong foil like a Tuolangi to play with. So I think we, you know, we've got plenty in the centre, and it's going to be a big call. My, my imagine, I imagine, because of Tuolangi's injury record, um, that we will also look to re-sign Van Rensburg. But it does mean compromises elsewhere. I'm afraid um, that's just a fact of life. Where those compromises are. Might be a tight head again next year if we can't find a good replacement for Griff John. And that's what I want to spin off on, onto you, Alex, which is that Tuolangi on his day is is a game changer. He's a, he's a world beater, but as James has said, not getting a lot of game time. There is that huge, huge injury risk there. And you know, from from your perspective, if it ultimately comes down to keeping Tuolangi and Van Rensburg like we have at the moment and not being able to make any changes elsewhere or keeping Tuolangi, getting rid of Van Rensburg and being able to use that money at tight head or a fullback or on the wing, what do you think would be the better approach for sale given what we know about this current squad and the, the journey they're going on? Yeah, I think, well, we know that tight head is a massive, massive hole, don't we? And, and you know, Kearney Eusthuizen is... You know, can do a job, but is nowhere near a, a first choice kind of level. Jake Cooper Woolley has kind of gone a bit missing in action this season. I think combination of injury and selection. Will Griff John is obviously going off to the Scarlets at the end of the season. So, you know, money needs to be spent there, absolutely. And I think if we sign Tiri Lange, keep Van Rensburg and Sam Hill at the cost of, you know, not getting in a replacement tight head, then we'd be in quite a lot of trouble next year. And I think we'd really, really struggle to compete even at a top four level, um, especially if we're probably going to be in the Champions Cup pool stages again. So we're going to have six games there to play. Um, so, you know, I think we... But you hope that we have managed it sufficiently that we can have all these resources at our disposal because I think you are right, but in the... Um, We've got too much inside centre, but Van Rensburg bins something very different in terms of that. We go on about it all the time, but that pace that he's got, obviously aligned to his power and that kind of thing. And, you know, he's, he's only young. He's, he's 26, I think. Um, so, you know, he's got a lot of time left in him yet to develop as a player. Um, and, you know, you look at... He's, he's really been with us for probably two seasons, all told, hasn't he? 
And, you know, you look at where Faf was after two seasons and where he is now. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of development there for him to have. And, and you know, he can play on the wing and, and we've not really done as much of that as maybe we could have done in terms of Van Rensburg on the wing. Um, but no, I think you're absolutely right. It's going to, we have, we absolutely have to find a good tight head to take us into next season. And if we have signed Tui Lange at the expense of that, then I think that's foolish. But in the same breath, I have ultimate faith in Simon Orange and Alex Sanderson's decision-making that I think they will understand the financials of this and have made a sensible decision on what we can afford. And if we can afford him, you would never in a million years turn down to Langi. And equally, I think you'd be a fool to let Van Rensburg go, knowing how different he is to the rest of our options in the backs at the moment. Unless we're going to go out and take his money and sign three backs who are absolutely rapid, then it feels like, you know, we still need that pace and obviously that power as well. Um, And don't forget that that South African culture is pretty strong in our squad. So getting rid of him might upset the likes of Faftekluk and Dan Depria, etc. So so if you're keeping Tulangi and Van Rensburg and Doherty's getting picked ahead of Sam Hill, it, it brings into question the, 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 the Sam Hill space in, in the squad. And I don't want to do him down that. You know, I think he's, you know, he's, he plays so well for the Chiefs that we, it's up to the sale to get more out of him. Um, but if you if you coldly looking managing a salary cap, um, and you've got Doherty coming through, and you know Luke James can play at twelve at the highest level because he's done it loads of times for sale and been brilliant, then you suddenly think to yourself, mm, do we need a Sam Hill cost in the squad? Um, and the other thing to to factor in as well, which is which has helped with the two Langley selection, is is you know our, our EQP numbers are pretty awful, um, and he's He's an England player and is English qualified who'd play in our first team. So, you know, from that sense, you know, that makes sense too. I think we do eventually have to look at the salary cap implications because I think there is no way of getting around to that. Sale have made a massive move today or this week or whatever in recommitted another two years to Tuolangi. The squad itself is going to look very different in two years when the when that deal does come to an end, but there are going to have to be difficult decisions to be made. We're yet to see Sale with with a full fully healthy Tuolangi playing consistently, so we don't really know what the ceiling of this team is, but I think we can make a good estimate that even with Tuolangi and Tal, there are other areas of the squad that will need reinforcing, maybe not to the same level with its own caliber player, but that is going to potentially lead to some difficult decisions down the road. And I think that's the, the lens at which we do have to look at this, this move through. Although I uh, completely understand if people want to focus on the very huge positive, which is, you know, a British and Irish line re-signing with the squad. So that's uh, that's probably our, our most immediate thoughts on, on Manu Tuolangi. I guess I just want to open this up once again to, to you guys and just say, is there anything else on Tuolangi specifically that you wanted to to mention, you know, on, on today, which is, you know, a very exciting day for the for the fan base. Yeah, I'd, I'd just say, you know, it is exciting. It's really, really exciting. Manu Tulangi is a once-in-a-generation player, uh, just the same as Jason Robinson was, etc. Obviously completely different, but he's genuinely a one-off and he's playing for Sale Sharks. Now, 
Can we get him playing for us often enough to make him value for money? Not sure. But if we do get to see him live and in person and we can get him onto the pitch to play in a Premiership semi-final, you know, we, that is something to be really excited about and can make the difference for us. So I think we should all be really, really happy that we've uh, that we've re-signed him. You say, if you get offered it and you had a chance and you turned it down, I think you just feel and look a bit stupid. So I'm really pleased that he's decided to stay. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot say no to Manu Tuolangi, can you? I mean, from a from a fan perspective, from an owner perspective, from a club perspective, from a, uh, the rest of the squad, um, what a guy to have around. And, you know, we're talking about Conor Doherty. I just think there's an element there of what a guy to learn off, you know, who's done, you know, pretty much everything you can want to do in the game. Um, so, yeah. Um, can I, I just I, say, though, on the Conor Doherty point, I completely agree. But Conor Doherty goes, how do you do that? Manu's going to say, I'm not really sure. I'm just really <laughs> massive and really strong. And Conor Doherty, he could spend the next three years in the gym and not be able to replicate what Manu Tuolangi can do. Yes, I'm not trying to turn Conor Doherty into a bulldozer in the inside centre. Just to, be, just to clarify. I, I was more talking about the, uh, the mental side. But yeah, I... I absolutely don't want to take away from uh, as much as Conor Doherty is an incredibly uh, talented rugby player. I agree. I don't think he's going to be doing what Manu did anytime soon. Um, but yeah, just great guy to have around the club um, from that perspective. And, you know, um, let's hope that we're all sat um, at the start of next season in the AJ Bell watching him having taken an hour to get there with the smell of sewage rafting through our ears. It'll, uh, it'll certainly take the edge off that. It's, it's all worth it when you can get to see a player like Manu Tualangi uh, play for your club, and I completely echo James's sentiments on that. So that's our emergency pod. Massive thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, thank you um, to uh, everybody uh, who will no, hopefully be engaging with the, with the pod and, and the news. Obviously, like we said, it's super, super excited. Uh, and obviously, there'll be analysis going up of the Tualangi signing on the Patreon uh, as well shortly as well so please do check that out as well um but that's that's everything from our side thanks very much for listening guys and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon with uh, with more announcements of british and irish lions signing for the club here's hoping Bye.